0: Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for your truth and the gift of uh, our faith. Truly, your word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. Without your word, we cannot see ourselves clearly, although we are so close to ourselves. And without your word, our path is hidden in darkness from us. As a morning light shines, we ask you to shine your words to our heart and mind, so that we can walk with you today. In the name of our good Shepherd, who always goes before us, we all pray. Amen. Let us read of First Timothy chapter one, verse eight to eleven. First Timothy chapter one, verse eight to eleven. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that law is made not for righteous, but for the lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. That confirms the gospel concerning the glory of the Blessed God, which He entrusted to me. A characteristic of Apostle Paul's writing is a digression. In this sense, I'm very Pauline. My wife often tells me I talk too much, especially after meeting like yesterday. And my response is actually I digress. And in that sense, I'm like Paul. Now, Paul, in the middle of an argument, a word or allusion will suggest an important thought, and Paul just takes off on the subject. But his digressions is always relevant, because after a while he connects it to his original main point. So Paul has been encouraging Timothy to put an end to the work of false teachers in Ephesus. He says of them, in the verse 7, They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. With this mention of their misuse of the law, Paul digresses in today's passage on the proper use of the law. Paul opens the digression by saying that we know that the law is good if one uses it properly. What is a proper use of the law? What is the purpose of the law? The overall purpose of the law is good. God gave us a law for our own good. In Romans 7.12, Paul gave a classic statement of the goodness of the law. So the law is a holy, commandment is a holy, and righteous and good. Despite the misunderstanding and the errant teaching of some, there is no disjunction between law and the gospel. Law and the gospel come from God's grace. They complement each other. Law points out to the gospel, and gospel perfects the law. By the way, don't confuse the law with the legalism. Paul never condemned the law, but only the legalism. Legalism, by that I mean the using the law with, with the human arrogance and without grace. God gave us the law, according to Paul, for three purposes or three proper uses, restraining use, condemning use, and a sanctifying use. First, the re- restraining use of the law is seen in the public life as an external restraint on wronged words, and it does a good job of this. If you look at the Galatians 3 passage, without the law, everyday public life would be impossible and become a chaos. Second, the condemning use of the law involves a spiritual guilt and judgment. And Paul describes this experience of uh, this condemning use of the law in Romans 7, verse 13. Did that which is good then becomes a death to me? By no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might become recognized as a sin, it used what is good to bring about my death so that through the commandment, that means law, sin might become utterly sinful. Paul said the law hammered him down so that he might see his own sin and open himself to the gospel. Martin Luther picked up the same sentiment and he said the law is a mighty hammer of God to crush self-righteousness of human beings. For it shows them their sin, so that by the recognition of sin, Humans may be humble, sinners may be humbled, frightened, and worn down, and so they may long for grace and then for the Christ. So it is in this sense the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ using a Galatian language. Third use of the law is that of a sanctifying. It involves defining the parameters of a graced life. No one can live up to the law. It does lay out God's mind for our moral and relational responsibility toward God and other human beings. That's why God gave a ten commandment, and today in verse nine and ten, Paul created and employed a grotesque, grotesque list of sinners, which respond to the last six commandment of the Decalogue. Look at verse uh, 9. The law is made not for the righteous, but the lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly, sinful, and unholy, and irreligious. And now, for those who kill their fathers and mothers. Remember the Paul's commandment that thou thou shalt honor thy parents in the Lord? For murderers, thou shalt not kill. For sexually immoral and those who practice homosexuality, thou shalt not commit adultery. For slave traders, thou shalt not uh, steal, and the liar, thou shalt not lie, and perjurers, thou shalt not bear false witnesses. So Paul connects this to Ten Commandments. And then finally, Paul returns from digression and connects to the main point. That is a proper use of the law. And that is never contrary to the sound doctrine, but always consistent with a sound doctrine. Um, if you have a Bible, underline the word "sound" because a sound in he, in Greek is a hygieno hygieno or hygieno, from which we have an English word hygiene hygiene. So, sound doctrine actually means healthy doctrine, or it means actually in full Greek meaning is a well-ordered, in-balance, or holistically functioning, you know, holistically with all parts working together. So Paul's point is very clear. If you're going to proclaim the law in this dark dark and sick world, do it as an entrance to preaching the gospel. And law separate from the gospel is a dangerous like a germ, like a COVID-19. Law, law without grace and law without the guidance of grace makes a body sick. Here in Ephesian context, Paul was, was a warning. These false teachers who are sitting around a small group of self-righteous believers weaving endless teachings into their imagined ladder of a high spirituality in myth and genealogies. For these efficient elders, church had become their mission field. When Christians see church as their mission field instead of world as their mission field, we are talking about serious mis- misnotion and they, they will make everybody sick. There are some Christians, likewise, who love to preach their own versions of the gospel only to the Christians and never engage with the non-believers or B.I.P.s. Now, having mentioned the sound doctrine or healthy teaching, Paul added a description to this sound doctrine, which is, sound doctrine always conform to the gospel, concerning the glory of a blessed God, which God entrusted to me. Gospel is the ultimate repository and expression of a healthy teaching. Let me repeat that. Gospel is the ultimate repository and the expression of a health teaching. Anything that moves away from the gospel or dethrones the gospel as a centerpiece of a church's theology and mission is diseased and dangerous. Gospel is a good news, especially when we set against the backdrop of a bad news of humanity's gross sinfulness. The good news, today Paul said, Jesus died for lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for unholy and irreligious. You know, we're talking about you and me. When a church and Christians are not engaged with the gospel, our theology and our church practice does not conform to the will of God, and thus our life does not conform to the will of God, it becomes diseased and dangerous. When we are excited with the gospel of the glory of Christ, the blessed God, we will become a healthy body And let us really pray that whatever we do today, especially with the law, let us conduct our life consistently with the conviction of the gospel. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this important warning to remind us of the importance of a sound, healthy doctrine in our life. Every doctrine we pray will connect us to the good news and the goodness of Jesus Christ. As we confess that nothing saves us and heals our wounds except Christ and His grace, help us never lose the focus of your gospel. Help, help Forrest become a healthy, sound church which seeks your glory in the gospel-sharing life. All this we pray. In the name of Jesus, our blessed God. Amen.